Welcome back to the Black Cast, the ones and zeros of all things metal. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. And today we have an exciting episode of Chelsea Grin and Abby Falls' new albums. Yes. Chelsea Grin is Suffer in Hell, which is part one of a double album yeah. that they're releasing, which you don't really you don't really see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suffer in Hell. And then Abby, Abby Falls is... Hell is other people. So lots of hells and <laughs> yeah. talking about hell this week. Yeah. Um, and we've decided to start with Chelsea Grin. Correct. Uh, one thing I like, I just want to point off straight off the bat, is I love the album artwork for oh, so do I. Chelsea Grin. It reminds me a lot of the Fit for an Autopsy album, just like, yep. the, just like the style. So um, yeah, instantly kind of fell in love with the album art for that. Yeah, I love, uh, oops, I just collapsed it. I'm going to get it back. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> I tried to make it bigger, but it collapsed. Um, yeah, I, I I really love the the pastel kind of mm-hmm. watercolor thing. Um, and especially like the muted colors. It's not just like dreary and dark like it is, but there's some like blue and green in there that I think, I think they did a better. This is probably some of my favorite artwork that they've done. Yeah from memory yeah looking back at some of them they're just kind of just kind of their logo isn't it just the yeah, logo on like a severed head or there's like a head with almost looks like tentacles or feathers and stuff coming out of it or there's a tree oh typical metal band yeah trees trees actually i think that one's from like 2010 which is when everybody yeah like fit <laughs> for or uh we car came out with their not 2010 they didn't come out with it but or was it 2010 that we car came out with uh roots below or uh, to plant a seed to plant a seed no that was we were in college in 09 okay yeah so that was 09. and that's when it so, yeah. yeah so I, I don't know that whole time for frame because then you had to plant a seed had the the trees and then they have their their tree album artwork. And then I think that around that same time, Devil Wears Parada had. Yeah. Their, roots above. Yeah. The roots above. So big year for trees. <laughs> <laughs> this year's the sun. Yeah. Oh the- my God. Sun eater. <laughs> uh, I think event invent animate did something with the sun. Yeah. Song title. Something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, like when I was, when I was listening to this, um, I remember thinking that this is probably some of my favorite Chelsea Grin that's been released lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one felt maybe it's because it's like a double album and there might be like more of a theme to it, but it just felt very cohesive to me. Yeah. Didn't just feel like there was a bunch of songs thrown together um, mm-hmm. or that you take it one song at a time. This one kind of felt like it had a, more it was like more purpose driven yeah i this is weird because i had i don't really have too many notes for like individual songs because i pretty much i just enjoyed the whole album i listened to it straight through it's only 26 minutes long uh and like i i just kind of enjoyed every 
everything about it. And I couldn't like pick anything out that I was like, man, I really love this. I really love this. It was just kind of an overall, just like solid piece of art. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I was able to like pick some things out when I really sat down and listened to it. But for the most part, like just like, it was like a real easy listen, real good, like just clever and uh, I enjoyed it. There was like one thing I wanted to point out is it's Tom, right? Tom Barber. Cause I know there's Taylor Barber and I'm like starting to get those mixed up. Cause we're seeing, <laughs> we're seeing his name a lot recently. Yeah. It's so Tom, Tom. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I, and I don't know if he's the one that writes most of like the music or decides what to name songs or stuff like that. But I would assume just being the front man, that's usually what happens. But uh, he, someone in the band really loves the souls game because they have the deathbed companion song which is a oh. reference to Elden Ring. Okay, it's got to yeah. be Tom then. Yeah. It's got to be it's got to be him. Yeah. So cuz he does they do that in Darko for all anyone the time. that doesn't know. Yeah, they yeah. do that in Darko a lot. Yeah, so I I noticed that. I was like, "Huh, okay. Interesting." And then uh one thing I thought was really cool without going into the song all that much is the second track on the album uh Forever Bloom features Trevor Stronad, I don't know how to pronounce it, but he was the um the vocalist for the Black Dahlia murder who just mm-hmm. passed away back in May. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool that they were able to I don't know if it's the last recording that he did, but it has to be one of the like close to one of the last like recordings that Trevor did. Yeah. And they were able to yeah, put it on the album. So. so I thought that was really cool. One, it kind of puts into perspective, like, how long it takes to make an album, too. Oh, yeah. Because that happened. uh, He died back. Was it May? Yeah, I think it was May. He died back in May, and it's now November. So, like. Yeah, I think there, there, there may be possibly, this is just me speculating, but maybe there might be some kind of, like, legal thing that they had to do. Like, is it in bad taste if we release the song still because he's on it? You know, I don't know. I that maybe just just judging from because I went because right after it happened, we saw um, my friends and I, we saw. Who was it? Lorna Shore. And Angel Maker. And Undeath. There was a few other bands in there. I can't remember. Was it Suicide Silence? I think it was Suicide Silent. And at like the whole community like uh, I didn't listen to Black Dahlia Murder all that much, but I I did listen to him a little bit. And it was, it's kind of like, it was like a really big hit to a lot of artists because in this like death metal genre, they all kind of like look to him because they've been around for a really long time. So it was kind of like inspiration. Like he was like a big inspiration to a lot of people. And it's just like the whole concert, at least for that was just like, you know, this one's for Trevor, this one's for Trevor. And then even when... I saw Chelsea grin a few months later. It was kind of like a, like even a couple bands were still like this one's for Trevor or even I saw suicide silent, um, early October with bring me the horizon. And it was, you know, Hey, like this, this song is for Trevor. 
So I think the whole community, I don't know if there, there might be some sort of legal issues on just like where the funds for that song is going, but I don't think it would ever be like a, is it bad taste if we put them on the album mm. type thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Based on all that and, and just the things that I see pop up online on Facebook and, and whatnot, he seemed to be uh, like genuine, generally and genuinely like well-loved by everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like not a bad, no one had a bad thing to say about him. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I think he was a monumental presence in the, in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of on your, I'm come on kind of the same page as you. I didn't listen to Black Dahlia all that much though. I do have, I did, I li- I did listen to, I had two albums. I had two CDs by them back when my mm-hmm. car still had a CD player. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I have no use for my CDs anymore, really, unless I put it in my computer. But anyway, um, it was, I think it was Nightbringer or Nightcrawler or something like that. It was a red one. Yeah. Um, that was a good one. And uh, I think the one right before that. So there, there, there were some good albums for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think, that this this must have been one of the last recordings that he was on. Yeah. Um, which ended up actually being one of my favorite mm-hmm. tracks. Yeah, it was a, it was on a here. album. I'm just going back um, and looking at all the Black Dahlia stuff real quick. I think 2005 is when I listened to him. That's the artwork I recognize. Mesa. Oh, the city one? Yeah. It's kind of out of place to me. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the rest of them were very like hell, like castle, hell landscape type yeah. of thing. And then this one looks like it's just downtown somewhere yeah. in the city. That's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, Nightbringers was really good from 2017. And then... So, and then Nocturnal is the other one I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Blue, blue and red. I have very distinct <laughs> memory yeah. of that. So. Cool. Um, All right. So yeah, I, uh, I had, like, like you said, I really enjoyed just listening to the whole thing kind of as like a unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a couple favorites, but my favorite way to listen was definitely uh, all the way through. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so forever bloom was one of my favorites. And the only timestamp I have on that one is 48 seconds. Interesting. I have a timestamp for two thirty. Two thirty. but we can 48. You said, yeah, I like that intro too. It's like carnival, but, not oh that they made me nervous at first it really did i'm gonna be honest yeah (laughs) because i'm glad that they didn't kind of exaggerate that which is which is funny that i would have that as a favorite just because i think i overlooked it because it was so short and kind of wasn't really prominent but like i know i've said it at maybe at least to you but maybe on the podcast that like the carnival the carnival thing that do that, that, do that, that. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like the same way that you react to like, I prevail. You like tense up. Like I tense up when I hear the carnival. I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) Oh God. Here we go again. Yeah. But I think 48 was, I'm remembering. It was just one of those classic, where it's like sped up and got into the, the nitty gritty of like, Kind of like a death core just riff, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of something that you may have heard before or sounds familiar yeah. in like the whole entirety of that genre, but it just it felt right that like that it, you know, drums come in and then mm-hmm. it just gets right into it. So that yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I like at 2 30 I said song is sludgy. Oh yeah, that's- yeah. Because they go from like that, like that death core into like just this real, almost like borderline like doom metal, like riff. It's not quite like breakdowny enough because it doesn't like punch hard, but it mm-hmm. it almost like leaves you like anticipating more. Like when they hit those, oh. yeah. When they hit those open notes yeah. after the palm mutes, love. I love that. Yeah, uh, sound quality. Kind of sounds like there's like a sitar going on in the background too, like a drone. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing. Uh, like this album is just layered with little nuggets of stuff. Um, yeah. One. The, so that one I had notes on and the other one I had notes on was Origin of Sin, which I think was the first single that they released for this album. Uh, one, that music video was odd. <laughs> I watched it and was just like, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's just. I didn't, I didn't bother to look if they had any music videos. I didn't come across any. Yeah. No, it's. Come across it. it it's just, it's weird. Um and not like a bad weird. It's just I have you have to like watch it a couple times, like under like get everything that's going on. Hmm. Not as weird as in gloom or weirder. Or... Well, in glooms was like alien people singing into teeth everywhere. And, yeah, teeth and stuff. It, that was odd. This was weird because it like it reminded me of like Star Trek. Like Tom Barber's like in a pod coming out or, you know, it's like Star Trek meets the Chronicles of Riddick and like the Necromancers. That's, that's what it reminded me of. Are you looking it up? Oh yeah. 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 It's kind of like cyborg-y. Yeah. It was just, it was odd, but, uh, still good. And, uh, so I said, like, it was just kind of weird that I put those references together. As I said, the intro sounds like it should be part of, like, a movie soundtrack. Um, yep. It's just really dramatic and, like, builds a lot of emotion in a short period of time. Uh, and then at 50 seconds... 
I really enjoy the multiple layers that they do with Tom's voice. It's like, there's like three or four different like vocal styles that he's using in on top of everything. Uh, and just kind of like melts real nicely together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like, I like that transition into that next section. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you hard that those vocal styles, it seems from, for, just from memory, it seems like he's bringing in that, some of those like Darko mm-hmm. uh, style of vocals. Cause, cause like before listening to Darko, I don't recall him having that Darko sound. Yeah. To his, to his voice. That like, and then he did the Darko thing and then. That like almost like he's choking on water. Sound. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then at two 30, I enjoyed his fast vocal part that he does there. Two 30. Yeah. It's just. Everything's fast right there. And it just kind of. And like everything cuts out. So it just, it's cool. Cause I think before, I think before that it kind of slowed down a little bit. So you get, yeah, you have like a nice little breakdown and then you go straight into this like real fast vocal guitar section and then it slows back down a little bit. And my last note that I have at 320, went past it. They just have like that organ. And I wasn't, I was kind of like, just like lost in the, in that organ orchestral choir like bit that they have there. And at 22 seconds, I think it is the drums come in. Like you just hit, hit with a real, uh, like a Tom blast. Like he just like hits both Toms and it, kind of shocked me. Like I almost like jumped a little bit cause I was just so into the, that sound pad or whatever they are using to make the choir organ sound that when they like didn't hit with those drums, just real quick, just mm-hmm. like shocked, like shocked me back into reality. Like I was getting pulled through, uh, incept, like the inception dreams almost. <clears throat> Yeah, when I when I was in uh, when I went to school and I was learning about kind of like the older style of music, um, back in the day, I think it, I, I I think it was I I don't quite remember, but something about like if Beethoven would write this long kind of part, let's say like that, that sounded like that, right? Yeah, and they would purposely throw a note in there that would go boom and like scare you on purpose okay. to try to make you pay attention to the next section. Mm-hmm. Um, either people who were like, let, let's say like dozing off or not quite fully, you know, getting the whole, the, the whole picture, they would like jump, make you jump on purpose and uh, to make you try to um, get your senses like wired for the, for the next part that was coming up. Okay. That's cool. 
Yeah. I figured, I mean, yeah, because I was like, I was fully invested into like that choir bit and then like getting hit with that just sudden Tom beat. Like, shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have any other favorites in here? I know we kind of just both enjoyed the entire album. Yeah, I have uh, Mourning Him and Suffer in Hell, Suffer in Heaven. Okay. Uh, Mourning Him, I have a timestamp for a minute 10. The intro for that one almost sounds like it should be in a movie too. Just kind of eerie. Yeah. You said 110 or 210? 110. Okay. Yeah, they are pretty good at those movie intros, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe, it, so I put 110, but maybe it was like slightly before that it started. Like 105. I think I just like the, the sound of the guitar. Yeah. It sounds like it's... The like chug? Wa- yeah, like watery and chuggy i don't know but sometimes like those guitar riffs like that or like the guitar mm-hmm. tone makes me think of like water yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like bubbling yeah bubbling yeah 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 um and then like kind of right after that 135 ish goes kind of that like has like a hint of symphonic sound to it, mm-hmm. almost kind of choiry, but not quite singing. There's like a hint of melody, melody there. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's like a little like choir in the background that kind of like scales up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Um, that's all I had about that one, and then suffer in hell, suffer in heaven. Uh, kind of sounded like a beat down song to me, and I put awesome ending. It's like I've been kind of getting into that beat down genre mm-hmm. lately, here and there, and the whole thing just sounds like it's just hammering a nail into something. Like forty five seconds. Yeah. Um. And then I put, oh, if you go to like 57, kind of sounds like the the Knox Loose Arf Arf. (laughs) It makes me think more of like a, like a seal. Yeah. (laughs) What was that? 45? Oh, 50. 50, uh, 50, go to like 55. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think more seal than dog, but yeah. That's, yeah. That's definitely funny. <laughs> Did I send you that thing? It was like the animorphs. You, yeah. The animorphs yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Knock those fans when that part in counting crows comes in. Yeah. Counting and worms. It, and it's counting worms. Yeah. It's a guy just like morphing into a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, and I think when I put epic ending, I think I meant 
starting at like 118. Right. Because it has that like beat down sound and then it has those like weird, like weird effects and like the kind of the pinch harmonic things. And normally pinch harmonics kind of make me just kind of like, eh, whatever. But those were really cool because like they were like on the lower or like the, uh, like the thicker strings. So it kind of had like a, like interesting a sound to it. Yeah. Interesting sound to it. I think what's interesting is they didn't just stick with like the one note. They, it's like, it, like they, yeah, they're making it. They transition between notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I thoroughly enjoyed this album. I'm excited for the part two. Yeah, which I think if I just doing it off memory, it's like March. It's like something. February or March. February, yeah. March. Yeah, I know. Uh, I ordered I the um the double release vinyl for it. Okay, and I'm assuming the other ones suffer in heaven. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah, this was a. So I think this is probably a good pre order for you. Yeah. As long as the second one holds up to the first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else will you get with that? You get both albums. You get like a flag or something. No, I think it's, I just got the vinyl. Okay. Yeah. What would you uh? Would you rate this? If you don't have anything I else gave, to talk about. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I haven't. I gave it an eight. Yeah, I'm thinking like an eight, eight and a half for me as well. I think yeah. it's the perfect length too. It's not. It's not super long, and you get. Eight songs. I think it's good. Yeah, that's cool with me too. Like their last one, Eternal Nightmare, was 11. Like 10 minutes longer. Um, Trying to just go back. Wow. Ashes to Ashes was an hour long, 15 songs. Wow. From 2014. That I don't remember that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that was it for Chelsea Grin. Is there anything else? And we just talked about how long their other albums were, and this was kind of nice to have a shorter. Yeah, it's eight it, shorter, eight song, less than a half hour type thing. Yeah, it's funny because it's almost like they're taking on like the um the neck the Netflix approach, where. Like people don't want to sit down and watch a three hour movie, but they'll sit down and watch seven one hour long episodes of a show. Yeah. Uh, Got to kind of trick your audience. Yeah. Cause I, what was it? There was a, there was a Netflix show that had um, Rowan Atkinson in it, Mr. Bean. And it, it was literally set up like a movie and they just cut it into eight slices it was like man versus B or something like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, they it's like it's like they made a movie and then just said, okay, this is an episode, this is an episode, this is an episode, this is an episode, and this is an episode. And it worked because you sit down and you watch the whole eight episodes. <laughs> yeah. I kind honestly, I kind of hate that yeah. that they have to do that. People mm-hmm. can't pay attention. It's the whole to me, my opinion, it's the whole like TikTok, TikTok, like YouTube short type mm-hmm. thing where it's like, 
if you don't grab so if if it's longer than twenty seconds long, people aren't gonna care about it. Yeah. I don't know. That's I watch. My I think my average YouTube like length of video that I watch is probably twenty minutes. Yeah, I like I like long format yeah. content, hours and hours, podcasts or whatever discussions. I'll just I'll sit there or dr- like drive to work and then on yeah. my way home to work from work I'll listen to it. Or like so. that that whole hour long thing of when um, shoot, who was it? I can't think of his name. Will Ramos, uh, when he got his throat scoped to see like how oh. he screams and stuff like that. It was like a whole hour long, like documentary. Hmm. And I watched the whole thing from beginning to end. <laughs> That's cool. It was, it was I, still I still haven't seen that. Yeah, it was good. Okay. So yeah. eight for me, eight, 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 eight and, and a half. half. Yeah. So 8.25. All right. <laughs> we'll call it that. Uh, yeah. And then, so now we're going to be moving on to Abbey Falls. Hell is other people. This is an EP, five track EP. Uh, maybe a new band to you. I've been kind of listening to them maybe longer than you have. I think I may have sent you things here and there. Um, I thought they were been around for a while. Have they? Okay. No, two thousand twenty one. Okay. Two thousand twenty. They just had singles. Yeah. Why do I? I feel um, like I've heard the name. For longer than two years, though. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe do they just have that familiar sound to them? I don't know. Um, at first, Maybe. like at first, I started off liking Chelsea Grin more for the week, but like ended up kind of liking these guys more. Yeah. Um, like I was, I at first I was a bit skeptical because. I'm like you said a minute ago, like they had, they just had singles coming out and I was really impressed with the singles that they were releasing. And then when they, when we were listening to this EP for the week, I was like, ah, I don't know. It didn't hit me the same way. Yeah. But upon repeated listens, there are a lot of great moments in here that really stuck out to me. Um, yeah. Uh, they don't, seem to like repeat sections of their songs uh, which keeps it really interesting it's not like there's like a verse chorus kind of thing like let's say like the isness had for Chelsea Grin yeah um, and I put uh, these guys don't really have a formula which works in their favor I think mm-hmm. when I first put them on in the car I was like, what, what is this? I, I didn't really like it all that much. Um, it was almost like it was too, and I, you know, I like chaotic, but it was like, it was like the wrong type of chaos for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just couldn't quite get into it. And I, I, I think like the first two listens, I was just like, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. And then something like clicked on like the third one. I was like, okay, that's interesting. This is kind of interesting. Okay, I can. So I wouldn't say it's like my favorite, but I kind of grew an appreciation towards it, uh, towards the end there. Um, okay. Yeah, I just overall I ended up enjoying it. But yeah, that cool. was, 
Yeah, it wasn't like an instant, like, this is awesome. It was kind of a, all right, we're going to just kind of dip our toes in and slowly, slowly. Oh, they're on the same record label, I think. Oh, really? No, sorry, they're not. I had switched over to the other album when we were still talking about Chelsea Green a little bit and was looking at the the record label, so never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It was kind of like a, it grew on me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple moments that like I have, I, this feels like I have the most timestamps out of yeah any anything like just even like even within like one song like like death row for example minute 38 232 320 i, um, I think we're pretty close on all of those yeah yeah so like death row was definitely one of my favorites yeah um it, like it started off a little f- funny to me um what what they do like to do um like at the beginning of death row that like palm muted thing it sounds like they're really like using the resonance of their amp and like yeah. that har- kind of harmonic kunk, 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 kunk yeah. type of sound they like that's not the first song that they've done that in um so I, i'd say that might be like a staple to their sound in general mm-hmm. um but i have to double click on these timestamps again so like 138 Or 136, maybe, right before it. I have like 140-ish, but mine's just primarily, I like the guitar sound Mm -hmm. at that part. Yeah, there's a great, like, says a word or two, and then it just like, just hits really good. Um, Mm -hmm. 232. I have 240 but also probably maybe close 232. Yes. Same section. 232 is kind of just like the build up to that, to that section. Yeah. I said, I really enjoyed his voice there. That higher pitch, just scream. Then there's an awesome, like kind of riffy thing that happens right after that at like 250. Yeah, that's nice. My next timestamps, I think like 3.30. I was like, stink face. Yep, that's pretty much what I had too. I put, what a break. Because it's a good like Mm -hmm. four seconds where it takes, takes like, you know, they do that like reverse symbol thing where it's like, like that swell. Um. So, yeah, I think we might be on the same page on that one. Yeah. What was one thing that I found confusing is, let me make sure I'm double, is in their bio, it said, um, Abby Falls is a resentless powerhouse that smashes you in the face with destructive breakdowns and relentless, relentless riffs, as well as pulling lyrical themes about everyday struggle. Um, wasn't that they're talking about something directly about this album, but maybe not. Um, no, okay, never mind. Uh, but they like talked about like it. 
when I read it first, it felt like they said like every song was full of just like breakdowns and breakdowns and breakdowns. And I, there was only, there was that breakdown and one other breakdown that really actually caught my attention. Everything else, it just, it, I don't know. I didn't think it was, I can't remember what band we were talking about. There was one band that were like, every breakdown's different. Every breakdown's memorable and whatnot. But for this, it was like, they got, I mean, out of the five songs, there's two breakdowns. I was like, ooh, those are good breakdowns. Um, Just at reading, because I, I read the bio and I was like, kind of like let down because I, it wasn't as breakdowny as they kind of made it, played it out to be, at least when I read it through at first. Yeah. Um, I think that would be more true from their early, like their earlier singles that they were Mm -hmm. putting out. Like this one, this EP definitely has a different feel than their, uh, their like singles that they would release like individually. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I can sympathize with your frustration on that for sure. Yeah. Uh, before going into another song, like diving in, unless this is one of your favorites also, is Hell is Other People. The intro to that song, every single time, it reminds me of You Only Live Once by Suicide Silence. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. right. Okay, Just like that, hmm. the swell. Yeah, of the they, guitar. It exi- sounds exactly like every it. single time. I just think like I can. I just. I just hear his voice. Just like I'm thinking. I'm going into. You know, I'm thinking it's going to be. You only live once. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's good. That that, that I, I, I never. I never clicked until now. Yeah, I, I just like. And it, like, cause every time I'd sit there in my head and I'd, I'd sing like the, the suicide silence and like push it in, push it, there is a sign because, da, 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 da. <laughs> and then like, it, like it wouldn't fit with like what's going on, like everything else. I'm like, what, what song am I thinking of? Like what song is this song reminding me of? And it took me, I don't know, probably solid 10 minutes to like dissect. Okay. I know the lyrics, what comes after the part that I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay, now I know. <laughs> yep. Maybe they drew some heavy inspiration Maybe. from that one. Um. Yeah, I had a lot of notes for Hell's. I had a good amount of notes even for the songs that weren't favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Although, like, the one part that I, since we're on this song, I put 256... Should I say it, Lorna Shore? It almost feels like copying if anyone else does it now. 256? Yeah, like the, I think there was like a snarl to the Hellfire type thing. Oh, 250. I put 156. Hold on. (laughs) Wait, on Hell is Other People? Yeah, 
I'm not like hearing. It, like it does the the fast guitar thing. Fast guitar thing and then two five six. Yeah. On how, track. How is other people? I got like 308 that. for my timestamp. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> I was just going to, oh, okay. It was like, listen through. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like sorry. the vocal, like the vocal, the vocal part comes in yeah. there, but like the, okay. that like similar fast guitar section. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that, sorry. The, I, I thought you were talking strictly <laughs> vocals. I didn't think you were talking about everything else. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, kind of like the to the hellfire thing. And almost my, my comment was that basically sounds like copying it at some point. If someone else does, yeah. does it like that, you know, it's almost like Lorna Shore ruined us on that, on that thing. Cause it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's almost like, when you do something that well, it just kind of becomes your signature. Like if, if anybody was to try and duplicate, um, like David Yarman's from disturbs the, um, the, ah that he does. Right. Or the, you know, like Mm -hmm. those, those are distinct sounds to disturbed. And if you're not doing a disturbed cover, it's almost like it shouldn't be, and like I get it, he has no like rights to like you can't trademark like you might be able to trademark a sound, I guess, maybe. But like it's That's not a slippery like, slope. Yeah, it's it's like it's not like <laughs> it's not like it's his thing, but he kind of like brought it into the music scene and does it so well that it's kind of like you do you do you copy it? Do you try and copy it unless you're doing a cover? Mm-hmm. So I, I could see it like that just like snarly. I get it. Like people make, people can make noises. You can't have like a trademark or you could, I don't know. I don't know trademark law, but like it's, it's kind of like, it's almost like it's his thing and not trying to like be an elitist, but like you, there's some things that like, if somebody does it well, you just kind of respectfully say that's yours. Um, right. Because you're just not going to do it the same as, as like the originally, the original kind of like going to a, this happened last night at the show, uh, at like Slipknot shows, uh, Corey Taylor during spit it out always has everyone get down, does a little speech and then everyone jumps up at a particular part. It's awesome. As far as I know, he's like the first person to ever do that. I think out of all the shows I've been to this year, there's like been five people that have ripped that off. Like everyone get down. All right. Do you know what to do? And then like, they try and give this like speech and it's just kind of like, you're not Corey Taylor. Once again, he doesn't own like that dance move or like not dance move, but he doesn't own like that whole like setup. But like, they're the ones who the first people to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just not the, it's not the same. 
I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. Not, it comes like it just comes across as trying too hard or something. Yeah, like kind of like make your own thing. Like you're you're not you're not this band. Right. Try something else. I don't know. You could do like a respectful homage, but it's just. I don't know. It's just one of those, like there's some things that you just respectfully don't touch. And there's other things that you can like duplicate, I guess. Right. I don't know. Anywho, back to Abbey Falls. (laughs) What was one of your other favorites? Uh, My only other like actual favorite favorite was Pitch Black. Um, I put 118. I really like that like dubstep sound kind of an interesting yeah. break that was my that was my note <laughs> i said 120 though the electronica yeah i was like i just found myself dancing yeah moving my head that was awesome and um i put three minutes fucking awesome and stank face till the end Yeah, my big old build up. Yeah, my only other note was uh, like one forty eight. Was that breakdown? This was one of those memorable breakdowns for me, where I was like, "That's a good breakdown." It's just sludge. Yeah, sludge and speakers are blowing out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like that was a memorable breakdown. So my, so well, sorry. I'm sorry. And you said three thirty. Three minutes. Three minutes till the end. That's like, what does that remind me of? It's just kind of like that metal core, just like, just like that fast. Yeah, to kind of yeah like that that thing. Yeah. It's like a good staple. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my go-to riff when I'm, <laughs> when I'm noodling. Yeah. To get it, to get it. <laughs> it just sounds uh, so good. Sounds right. Yeah. Um. Did you have any, what, so what was the other like breakdown part? You said there was like two. It was death row. Um, at like three 30 and then oh, pitch okay. black at one forty eight. I think we're, like my salad. Um, just like those were good breakdowns, memorable. Nothing else really caught my attention. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see. I can see how. Uh, like I liked it, but I can also relate to how it might not be. You know, someone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Other than that, uh, other than those notes, I don't really have anything else important to say other than like at at 10 seconds for absolution. I just put like, what tuning is that? It just sounded like it was so low of a tuning. Just oh, yeah. Chuck, chuckle kind of. That can't even tell. Can't even tell what pitch that is. Did you send me that video? Of like the guitarist having like a 
bassist tryout or something like that. And the guitarist is like, okay, I'm going to, I'm <laughs> yeah, going to be in, me. I'm going to be in drop A. And he says, okay, yeah, no problem. And like tunes down a little bit. He goes, no, I'm in drop A. So that means you have to like be drop, drop. Than that. Yeah. You have to be, yeah. You have to be like drop, drop A. And it was just like, <laughs> boom, 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 just like <laughs> flop, floppy against the, the neck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. It's true. I know I've thought about that, like, cause I've got, you know, four and a half songs written on the eight string and I'm curious as to how, how I might handle the, uh, the bass in there Yeah. once it gets added. So see how that sounds. <laughs> Just have to get yourself a five string bass and then, then you'll yeah, be good. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else on this one? No, not really. Yeah. I liked it in general. I would, I would recommend it. Um, but, uh, I gave it like an eight and a half. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think I'm opposite of you. I'm looking more like an eight, honestly, just like that. It's one of those, for me at least, it was one of those, uh, just like it took a while to like actually enjoy. Cause at first mm. it was just, it was shocking and, didn't like it didn't sonically like hit the right way until mm-hmm. I just like stepped back from it and like really listen listen to it again and I was like okay yeah no I, I I can appreciate this now okay yeah I'll have to um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back and and look which which single I really liked because there was one that I that I really enjoyed by then that I would listen to a lot so um maybe get a refresher on that on yeah. that one but um I just want to say quickly too. I like. Yeah. I really like the the artwork on this one too. Album artwork. I was gonna mention something also. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know what? It, you know what it reminds me of. Do you remember the band we did? I think it was called uh, Des. I think the band was Desolate. It was like had like a big long. It was one of the. It was one of those bands that had like a big long title, EP, and it had like some kind of like lo-fi kind of elements in there. Yeah. Do you vaguely remember that? Like that like that little square in the bottom right corner of the album artwork. It I think they had that too. Uh so, so it kind of it just kind of reminded me of that. But I really like that like teal, like that teal and red. I I like that that contrast like in general like I like those colors together. Yeah. Yeah, they I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> it's just kind of like blanked out there. But you, you just like the artwork as well. Yeah, it's and the whole, it almost looks like brainwaves or something. They somehow took like the artwork and made like waves out of it. thought that was cool. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. I'm good. <laughs> Me too. All right. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you on the next episode. See you.